Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, 100% reason to remember the name. He doesn't need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic. So unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, toxic picking it up. Let's go. Who the hell is he anyway? He never really talks much, never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact that many misjudge him because he makes a living from writing rats. Put it together himself, got a picture. Connect. Never asking for someone's help, but to get some respect. He's only focused on what he wrote. His will is beyond reach. And now it all unfolds. Skill of an artist. This is 20% skill, 80% fear. Be 100% clear, cause Ryu was ill. Who would have thought he'd be the one that set the West in flames? And I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Ryu had the stupidest verses. Dude, is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks. Brought to you by Big O Tires, with locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. It's 11.08. Pat Bradley joining us in mere moments. Razorbacks on the hill today, hosting Central Arkansas. And the Hogs coming off a sweep over Tennessee. They continue with their bomb streak. <laughs> bomb. Yep. That's B-O-M-B streak at bomb today. Maybe. See if they can keep it going. Arkansas enters the week ranked fifth in the Baseball America poll. They are up to fourth in collegiate baseball. And in the coaches' poll, they are fifth as well. So no lower than fifth now for Arkansas following that sweep of Tennessee. Volunteers dropped out or are not in a couple of the polls. I guess I don't know if they were in there before. They are in the uh, coaches' poll at 20, though, even after getting swept by Arkansas, which to me is a nice feather in the cap for Arkansas. That It's like, well, you did lose to Arkansas, so even though you got swept, we still don't hate you. They were number 16 in the uh, D1 baseball poll, and I say were because now they're out of the poll. Right. Jace Borfin has earned the National Player of the Week honors from Collegiate Baseball Newspaper after hitting four home runs in five games and leading the Razorbacks to the SEC Series sweep. He is one of their captains. He is batting 375. Oh, it says he hit 375. I don't know if that's what he's hitting for the season or what he hit no, over the weekend. He hit over the week, yeah. Because he's, he's over Is he 400? Just yeah. over 400, yeah, yeah, for the season. Or he was. You know, he had a rough game on Sunday. I don't know how far that dropped. Either. I think he's still at like 4-0-something or other. Just yeah. over 400. Uh, and then Central Arkansas, or excuse me, Central Arkansas, Arkansas softball tonight playing Texas A&M Commerce, Commerce right? 4 o'clock today. Okay. Yeah, Commerce is like 5-28 and 28 on the year. They should run rule them, be pretty easy, play a lot of freshmen, let some other pitchers pitch. By the way, Delcy, were you going to get to that? Mm-mm. Delcy was taken last night, ninth overall pick by the Oklahoma City Spark in the Women's Professional Softball League. 
I didn't even know that was a thing, Wes. So I, I didn't either. I could possibly have known that. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I guess that's a thing now. Hmm. Do what's the money like in that league? I wonder. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the game today for baseball is at six. By the way, and Bears are sixteen and nineteen, seven and eight in conference play. Jay Sporfin is hitting four oh two. Thank you. Okay, sounds right. Because um, it is right, apparently. So there you go. Is Pat ready? Do we know? Have not heard from him. Okay, I have not either. Maybe he's there. Maybe he is. Maybe or he's not. Maybe he's not. Well, you know what? We're going to play his opening to see if he's there. And if not, by golly, we'll take him to task. That'd be two weeks in a row. Surely he's with us. Hello. <laughs> there he is. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hang on a second. I've been on for a while. I guess this. <laughs> I love that interview with Cam Hunter. Yeah, he was good. Can we, uh, hang on a second, Pat. We'll what welcome you officially. Yeah. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. River City Flooring, the only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com, RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Okay, let's get to it. All right, Pat, officially welcome. How are you? What's up, boys? Did you, uh, did you watch it in the marathon yesterday? We were watching in the studio yesterday as we were doing yeah. the show. Yeah, I watched, um, kind of, you know, was glancing at it, um... And it was, uh, boy, back-to-back. That guy, Koshigi, Koshegi, he has some bounce in his step, but he fell back in the pack. I was shocked. Um, I was uh, very curious what kind of sneakers they wear. That's my big thing. Yeah. And I couldn't get over how um, you look at some basketball players and the way that these marathoners are built. Mm Mm-hmm. Long, lanky, thin legs. You know, you've got. Um, there's a certain build, yeah, that you have to have to be a marathoner. I don't think your build. No, is, I'm the opposite built for that. I'm built yeah. to be a very slow, slow sprinter. Pat is what I was built for. And ten yard dash. Yeah, ten yard dash be good for me. You know, uh, pool or pond. Pond would be good for me. I, I don't. Uh, I can't imagine running 26 miles. On purpose, and I certainly can't imagine doing it in two hours and change. It's just, it's just mind-boggling how fast they can do it. When Christian Dougie asked me, "Dougie the flute did it." What? Dougie the flute ran, and he was like hobbling. He didn't did you do see the clip no. of him running <laughs> yesterday. He did, or before some other year? No. Yesterday he was like hobbling, like hmm. it, it looked so painful. Well, I, um, Christian asked me yesterday, "How far could you go in two hours? Like if you just ran for two hours." Or you took the Boston Marathon time. It was it two hours and four minutes? Two hundred five fifty four. How far would I get? And I was like, not very far. Not even halfway there. Well, that's what I was going to say. Kevin Kelly, who does a lot of this, said normally when he's running his uh, marathon, he's halfway through when they're finishing. Mm. And he's like, mm. and it just puts it in perspective. He's like, I-, I got another half to go. These dudes are already done. That's a competitive. That's how fast they're going. That's a pretty competitive pace by him. Because if you run four hours, that ain't too shabby, I think. In my book. Well, that's the difference between a four and a half mile, which I think they average about what? They're yeah, in the 445 fours. or something, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And versus, you know, you can walk. Uh, a, a constant walk is like one mile per 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. For you to walk a mile. So, you know, if you run like the average folk like you and I would probably do on the treadmill, like a 10-minute mile, 12-minute mile, mm. depending on. Come on, Pat. 950. <laughs> well, so, but, but, I mean, that's about double, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what Coach Kelly was talking about. So, yeah, I mean. Oh, this is the other Kevin Kelly, know, we, I think. Kevin Kelly. Oh, uh, I see. Oh, TV okay. Kevin oh. Kelly. Yeah. Fox 16. Yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, I remember when he started to run. What was that, about 10 years ago? He got into, like, fantastic shape. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the TV anchor. He's always been in great shape. Great yeah. looking man. But yeah. um, we would have to. So there was, when I was in high school, a sort of, um goal or a level or a line where, you know, to be a Division One athlete, you know, they would tell you, you have to run, I want to say it was like one time around, because yeah. you would do like, it would, you know, it was like a five-minute mile or something they wanted you to try to get to. So, which is only which is only four times around the around the track, but... Yeah, but five minutes is still salty. Like, I think if funny. I really run hard, 
I can do an eight. I mean, I ain't getting below much below that. If I like had my life depending on it, could I run something in the sevens? Probably. Mm-hmm. But I ain't, I ain't running a six minute mile. I don't know that I ever ran no. a six minute mile. That's a minute my, and a half my, per lap. I'm not doing that. My greatest nightmares. We used to work out on the track in high school, mm-hmm. and I'm talking. We used to run the, you know, the mile, the two hundred, the four hundred. We used to run hurdles. It yeah. was it was the probably the worst memories of my childhood was it working when you were running up cleveland hill you didn't think gee i'd love to be on that stupid flat track again running (laughs) well the thing is with cleveland hill is a sense of fear right you were just you were just so totally afraid Mm -hmm. and like adrenaline kept you going yeah um but the guy i used to work out with on the track you never knew when the workout was finished that's true so at least cleveland hill like you knew okay I know what my goal is. With him, he was a psycho. You just never know. Yeah, we used to run the, we called it the, it was the dam hill. It was the hill up the side of the dam where I, Ooh. and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like, um, I don't know, it was about, I'm not joking, this is going to sound crazy, but it was like a 55, 60 degree grade. It was steep, dude. It was brutal. And you'd run up it, and there were times that, like, people would toss cookies, and then you just, Continue and run and finish the workout. Which yeah. the thought of that now is like, no, I'm done. I'm that's it. You remember if you if you were uh, unlucky enough to have a hill near where you played football, mm-hmm. coaches used to always use that the hill for the bear crawls. Yeah, used to have to bear crawl up, <laughs> run down, bear crawl up, run down. I hated those hills. Awful, <laughs> awful. Uh, okay, so we were talking about Arkansas, the portal. You know, you, you mentioned Cam Pat off the top, and it is interesting getting and then look when you're going from a, a mid major. Um, and one that has not had a ton of success, and you play as well as he does, you're going to get a lot of attention. That is a little different process than being at a school like Michigan, like Hunter Dickinson is, and then going, you know what, I'm going to look around and see if I can do something different. I'm sure the process is a little bit different, but, and guys like Hunter don't get left in the portal. I mean, they get to kind of have their choosing of where they want to go. But, Pat, there are a lot of stories where guys probably are misled, disillusioned, whatever, and also you're a backburner plan, and you're being held until the coaches get a better opportunity or a guy they think can fit or be a better help for them. It's a very unique situation, and it is a lot to manage for the coaches, but it's a lot of risk potentially for the players who are not at the very elite, elite level. Yeah, and I think Coach Witters said it perfectly. It's like those players have places to go. Like they have, whether it's, you know, and that's where maybe the disillusion comes in, mm-hmm. where you leave your current situation to think you're going to go to a school you think is, for whatever reason, uh, I don't know, maybe have an, uh, for whatever, win a championship. But the reality is, like, there's X amount of spots in Division One, and Coach mentioned NAIA. D2, a lot of great D2 basketball, D3 basketball at Hendricks. Hendricks is still D3? Yeah. I think great. Right. we got a lot of D- Division 3 in the Northeast, so yeah. it's highly respected basketball. Yeah, I grew up um, around D3. I mean, Iowa was full of it. Right, I, I Iowa, of, Iowa yeah. has a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's X amount of, of spots that have to fill X amount of players. So if a guy sits out a year, it's, it's, it's going to be exclusively his decision. If he wants to find a place to play, I got plenty of small college coaches that I know personally that you can go and play for them right now. Um, but I think that's where the disillusion comes in. It's like, you know, Cam Hunter obviously is in a more of a unique position because he was he had such a good year. And, you know, UCA, of course, would welcome him back. You know, but I, I think there are other players maybe in uh, higher divisions where they, you know, tra- uh, transfer out of a power six, think they're going to find something better within that group, uh, and they don't. So now they're stuck with, well, you know, Illinois is not going to wait for you to come back. and <laughs> Illinois is not going to wait for you to come back around. Right. So, you know, I think that's where the issue is going to be. But then again, that player, he's still going to have plenty of opportunities if he wants to play basketball. I mean, if he's holding off of what, Kansas? Sure. Well, Kansas. <laughs> so... I, I think the coach mentioned it. Like every situation is different. I think that's the other thing. Is like we throw this blanket on top of the transfer portal, not realizing that every situation is unique. Like 
this didn't just begin a couple years ago. Guys have been transferring out for reasons. I scratched my head. I was talking about a teammate I had, Marlon Towns, last night. Marlon Towns was a starter as a freshman. He started with me in the Sweet 16. He transfers out the next year. So there's always going to be head-scratching moments like it's always been. Mm-hmm. It's just now, um, obviously, more of it. And you don't have to sit out. That's a big part of it. You don't have to sit out. Uh, and, and uh, again, I think the COVID year, giving guys an extra year, has sort of bumped up the numbers of the transfers. So, you know, we've always had the grad transfer. But actually, that changed with uh, the quarterback with uh, Ole Miss, right? Didn't they? Is it, isn't that when they changed the rule mm-hmm. where you could transfer without having to say that? Remember the Jeremiah Masoli? Masoli? Yeah. Remember it used to be they your current school couldn't offer the the master's degree you wanted. Remember how that changed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I forget the, the details of it. But so there's a few things that have bumped it up over the last five ten years. <clears throat> um, but I think Coach was exactly right. There's enough rosters to fill everybody. It's just, you know, it's the age-old deal of we've seen it, you know, since dirt. You know, guys think that i got to find a, a different spot for me. I mean, those, you're always going to have those kind of people. Pat, yesterday Arkansas got a uh, another guard. It's their fifth guy out of the portal, and it's really four guards. Um, what do you see? Is there a common thread with the guys that yes. Musselman's going after? Absolutely. We talked about it last year, coming off that Duke game. He needed size. What's he do? He brings in the Mitchells, Graham. Who else? I forget. But then, this year, he says, i got to bring in some perimeter guys. got to bring in some shooting. Now, from what I've seen, I don't know if maybe Christians look at the numbers, but every guy seems to be 35% three-point shooter and above. I think they're cumulative. Three-point percentage is like 32%. But 32. There's a so, few guys that are above 35, yeah. Right. And um, so I think you, know, you have two, two things. You have guys that can shoot it, and then you have guys who can score. So think about what he lost. You lost your best one-on-one player, Ricky Council, Nick Smith Jr. Um, you know, Even Devo is a guy that can break down the defense and get it tough in, in, in – Make a tough shot, and who knows what's going to happen. Is Devo coming back? Did I see something? He tweeted somebody somewhere somehow. He's getting evaluated. We'll see what he decides to do. I don't Even think we're all very optimistic that. that he's not going to go get paid somewhere, but we'll see. Yeah, no, and that's fine. I think Devo can make an NBA team. I don't know about this year, maybe G League, but you know, at six foot four, <laughs> you, you know, you, and that's the thing. It's like for him, he wants to start his professional career right now. Mm-hmm. And he feels like he can make an NBA roster. He may. He may. At 6'4", he can defend, learn how to run that high ball screen. Um, so he's got plenty of professional options. So I think, you know, Coach Moss is like, let me evaluate what I need. And certainly, you look at the backcourt in the perimeter um, and what he's got coming back. You know, yes, Ford, Pinion, you get the freshman kid, coming in, the uh, point guard. Blocker. So those are all guys that have not played a lot of minutes. And, you know, I think he's beefed it up with not only point guards, but also perimeter guys that can break it down, score, and get on the glass. I mean, he loves to have perimeter guys that can rebound. So what's up? What was that Jordan Walsh thing? Is he just s- selling his JW... Uh, Merchandising is that was that was that all about? Well, we don't know. We were talking about that earlier. That was the question of the day today. What do you think that means? Coming back or going to the NBA? The other option should be going in the portal, which I don't think is highly likely, but still, I guess anything's possible. I, I, I mean, if I'm looking at this situation, I can certainly, if I'm Coach Muss. <clears throat> now, here's what you got to think about. You know, you, you put together. You know, Muss likes a seven, eight man rotation, right? Yeah. So you got Brazil. Walsh, maybe. If those two come back, those are automatic starters. The rest is up for grabs, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, you know, maybe Coach Moss says, okay, Jordan, here's how I 
can put you in situations on the offensive end to highlight what you do best. You come back, you're our first or second option coming into the season, and you never know. I mean, one of these transfers could could end up being like Ricky Council, but you just can't depend on that if you haven't seen it. Um, because everybody knows Jordan Walsh is from a defensive standpoint, energy standpoint. So, you know, maybe that's a nice little caveat for for coaches that are out there. Like, hey, this is how we know we can sort of uh, highlight you and your your skills on the offensive end to get the most out of it next year. Hmm. Did you make any sense out of the video? What did you read into it or out of it? Has he had any? Is Has he been selling that Jordan Walsh merchandise? I didn't know he like, had. Has that already been up, yeah. or is that like in the unveiling? I didn't know the if thing. It, right, so that must—I I guess that must have been the unveiling, right? So that must have been the the reason for it. That's something I didn't even know about or considered. I like it. I like his logo. <laughs> I think a few other guys have logos, don't they? I have a logo. I know you do. You are the logo. I'm a swish guy. You know me, Pat. <laughs> you are the logo for um, what's the brewery? Uh, oh, I mean, it could be any number of them. They should have that. Have your uh, your arm with your bicep lifting up a can. <laughs> uh, maybe. Have you been watching the uh, playoffs? Playoffs. I've been watching playoffs. What did you think of last night, Pat? What did you think of the uh, What you think of the injuries the week over the weekend? And what did you think of Draymond oh, trying fell to sleep uh, last night? Oh, what he did to Sabonis. Yeah. I can I I'm waiting right now for the league to. Uh, Come down with a one-game suspension. Hmm. Let me ask you this. Uh, Kev wanted me to ask you. The defending champion Warriors, Pat, do you have a message for them? Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you don't have to repeat, but you gotta compete. Well, they're not competing very well right now. They're getting composted right now, unfortunately for them. Um, what do you think of that, though? Yeah. I mean, I thought his first tee was kind of BS. I think that was reputation-driven, for those who missed it. He kind of, they said he stuck his butt out. I didn't think it was too bad, and Sabonis played it up. And then, frankly, Sabonis grabbed his foot, and he tried to pull yep. his leg out, and he lost his balance, and he ended up stepping on his chest. There might have been a little extra in there because he was irritated, because sure. he said it happened the day before, too. I'm actually on Draymond's side in this deal. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to take a break. Awesome. I'm gonna take he needs it. people. He does. It's me. <laughs> And his mother. I'm in a very unique position here. But I'm taking up for him in this case. I think Sabonis is a pest. Now, he got him to do what he needed to do. And let's be honest, it doesn't take much because Draymond's got a reputation. And yeah. I don't think it was that bad. But my thing is, they took him back for, for x-rays on his sternum. Get out of here. He's breaking his sternum. He was dunking the ball at the end of the game. He's fine. Give me a break. So, two things. Number one, Draymond tackled Sabonis at the end of game one. Let's not forget that. Okay. We're, we're essentially... An, an important important possession in the fourth quarter was basically four on four by the Golden State Warriors, and they could not capitalize on that because you know Draymond takes out one player and he's like, "Go ahead, Steph, play four on four. That I, I got my money on Steph Curry in that situation." But what ends up happening, they kick it out to Andrew Wiggins, and he obviously misses a shot because that's what he does. But <laughs> the other pet peeve I have with the NBA this playoffs, how many of those have you seen though, Justin? Like outside of John Morant. Giannis, those looked like some serious injuries. I know Tyler Hero broke his hand. But, like, I watch Embiid. This dude is on the floor crying like he just got, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, scissor kicked or something like that. And he's and then he pops right. So I, I see a trend in every NBA game that, that guys are getting, like you said, Sabonis. Like, I don't know. I mean, Draymond Green's got, what, a size 15? I'm sure... Like, that in your sternum is going to do something to you. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he killed him. I didn't think he killed him then. <laughs> and, uh, he definitely did but not. But watch, watch the games. These these guys are, like, overly selling it. And it's like, dude, mm. just pop up. Let's play. It's, like, it's very weird. I think maybe the first few games, they think it's still the regular season. And they forgot it's the playoffs. And, like, you're not, you're not going to get that sympathy in the playoffs. Okay. That's my take. I looked it up but just anyway, for you guys. Celtics look good. The uh, Boston <laughs> Marathon winner, five foot six. Wow. Hmm. I thought he was a lot taller watching him run. No doubt. Long stride. Yes. Five six. Hmm. Back to back. 
It's amazing. Back to back 150 players. grand. I saw. So was, we were talking about payouts yesterday, Pat. Yeah, I didn't know how much it was. I knew it wasn't worth running 26 miles, and that just confirmed <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, but what if he wins? The second, do they get a second place too? Like, is there? Do they do second, third? Oh, I'm sure they yeah. do. They yeah. probably pay down to like. Yeah. I don't know how deep, but not quite like PGA Tour money. By the way, I was looking at that. Did you see the numbers? It's so dumb. The leader on tour is, I think, Rom, and he's he's made like thirteen million dollars already. Scheffler's made twelve million dollars already. The dude that just won this weekend won three million. Yeah. He's like fortieth on the money list. The the, the I don't want to hear another word about the Live Tour. We talked about Live Tour last week. There's plenty of money for these guys. It's freaking oh, yeah. April. Well, they, they got guys with thirteen million dollars, and that doesn't count endorsements. Get out of here. You don't need this stupid wow. Live Tour. Well, that's what the Live Tour did. It raised the prices. It definitely helped. It guaranteed it, right? Yeah. Is that what happened? Well, they're not guaranteeing everybody. You still got to make the cut, but it's it's raised the the uh, the winnings for a lot of these tournaments. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The money's there. I mean, we that's well, fellas. You know, I mean, it's a story as old as time, boys. The story. Follow the of money. The green. The almighty green. The almighty dollar is undefeated, buddy. That and, well, there's a couple dollar. things that are, but the almighty dollar is way up there. All right, buddy. Well, listen. Yes, it is. Appreciate hey, you. Hey, when is the um, fundraiser this week? It's tomorrow night. It's tomorrow. I, when I think it was Friday. I don't know, but here's the thing, Pat. You can bid online. The auction's about to go live. We're going to start bidding in the morning. There are a lot of really cool items on there that you would be very interested in having, I think. And so I want okay. you to check that out, and I will share that link here in a little bit. But we're going to have it on our social media pages for sure and on our website, 1037thebuzz.com. Don't forget you to get your tickets for Rock and Relief tomorrow. They're only 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Come on. It's a good deal. Well, I'll bid on something. Just let me know the site. Okay. I will. Yeah, I'll share that with you. Also, um, PB, guess what I ran into at the baseball game this weekend up in Fayetteville? One. Rick Schaefer. And I did run into Rick Schaefer and John Neighbors and Mike Neighbors and Terry Chatelain, our buddy from River City Flooring. Oh, dude. And, yeah, they're rescheduling their golf outing. So we're going to have to uh, work that out. I think it's going to be a fall deal now, which actually would be beautiful up there anyway. So, well, But I told him, I said, between now and then, we would like to uh, work out a little trout fishing excursion again because that was pretty fun last time. Yeah, what's the best time? June? I don't know. Says. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll, we'll I'll ask Brian Hendricks. He's here from the Democrat Gazette. I'll ask him in a minute. Uh, all I know is we'll we'll do all the, like, uh, we'll take our shirts off. We'll drink cold beers, and um, we'll let them bait our hooks, and then uh, we'll let them cook them up. I mean, if they need that, I'm available. I don't know about you. I'm available pretty much every weekend for that. <laughs> yes. Amen, brother. <clears throat> all right. Well, listen. All right, We'll man. talk soon. I'll haul at you after. Sounds good. See you, buddy. All right, bud. All right. Bye. Pat Bradley. Thank you, River City Flooring. 1133, McClard's Barbecue presenting Brian Hendricks. On the other side, you are in the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. <laughs> Tune into The Zone Fridays for The Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. This is SportsCenter. A couple of 2-0 leads were secured last night in the NBA. First, it was the Philadelphia 76ers taking a 2-0 lead over the Brooklyn Nets with a 96-84 win. Tyrese Maxey scored 33 points on 13-23 shooting. James Harden added 20, and Joel Embiid had 20 points to go with 19 rebounds. Out west, the Sacramento Kings took a 2-0 lead with a 114-106 victory over the Golden State Warriors. DeMontis Sabonis was fantastic. He had 24 points on 8-12 shooting to go with 9 rebounds and four assists. Tonight, a few game twos coming up. It'll be the Celtics and the Hawks, the Knicks at the Cavs, and the Clippers in Phoenix. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. 
Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. I'm talking about Elias, Elias. I'm talking about Elias Mexican Grill. Hey, man, when I'm happy, I'm singing. And when I'm singing, I'm happy. And when I'm singing about Elias Mexican Grill, I get more happy. Elias Mexican Grill. Take exit 108. Doesn't matter if you're coming or going. Taco Tuesdays. Tacos for only $1.69. Keith Special, a Mexican hibachi dish. Guacamole chicken enchiladas. Lunch fajitas made fresh daily for only $10.99. Elias Mexican Grill. Donde todo se hace fresco todos los días. Why wrestle over high interest rates when you can get 0%? Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is laying all incentives on the table, including 0% on new Silverados, 1.9% on new Equinox, no payments for 90 days, and sales tax paid on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Call 501-982-2102, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Take the Gregory Street exit. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Or Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Russellville is here to help you adventure more. And that starts with giving you amazing deals like 10% off MSRP on any new 2022 Ram 1500. Whether you're enjoying all that the natural state has to offer or planning a cross-country road trip, we've got something for you. Don't wait. Plan your next adventure and shop Ram Truck Month at Or Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Russellville at orautomall.com. WACG dealer for details. You're in the zone with Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Take Network. Me a path to follow, and I'll tread any dangerous road. I will beg and I'll steal, I will borrow. If I can make, if I can make your heart my home. Eleven thirty-seven. We're talking to Brian Hendricks here in two seconds from the Democrat Gazette. Uh, before we do that, I want to remind everybody that they are cracking down this week, and honestly, it's not a good idea anytime. But drive high, get a DWI, an intensified effort to crack down on drug impaired driving. Similar efforts are going on all over the region. So if you're driving out of state, you're obviously not going to be free from uh, adjudication there either. So be smart and. Um, just like drunk driving, drug driving is illegal in all 50 states and Puerto Rico and even in Washington, D.C., which, hell, they let almost anything go on over there. So, folks, this is serious business, honestly. Um, and whether you've obtained the drug legally or illegally, it doesn't matter if it's prescribed or not. Uh, if it can impair your driving, you've obviously got to stay off the road. So just a reminder, I don't want you to get arrested or in trouble. Nobody ain't got time for that, nor do you want to be spending money on that. So be smart and plan ahead and well, stay out of trouble, will you? All right, let's uh, welcome Brian in officially. It is about that time once again this week. And there it is. Outdoor editor for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Brian Hendricks joins the zone to discuss all things outdoors. Thanks to world-famous McClard's Barbecue. McClard's is still going after 95 years, so you know they're doing something right. Visit their new location at 9219 Stagecoach Road in Little Rock. If I hit that fishing hole today, she'd be packing all her things and she'd be gone by noon. It is time to delve in. Brian, welcome. How are you? It is good. I'm good. I'm very, very well. Good to be here. All right. Well, turkey season is well underway. Can we start with the book conversation? Yeah. Um, new book by Brian. St. Tom's Cathedral, A Turkey Hunter's Quest for His Best. A memoir. Memoir. This is uh, a collection of experiences. It's a, Yeah, it's a collection of experiences. It's, uh, you know, in, in its core, it's a turkey hunting book. And it's got all of the meat and potatoes things that a turkey hunter would want to read in there. Uh, pretty extensive things. But it's also kind of a journey through a life, you know. It's about life and loss and redemption and forgiveness and uh, coming back from adversity. It's about, uh, you know, the forward is, is about how I kind of clawed into turkey hunting when I was diagnosed with cancer. It's just a way to get to the next day. It's like that's up ahead. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm going for, you know. And uh, it's that's kind of the premise that it's based on. So it's a lot of things in there. People that read that expect to read 
just a meat and potatoes turkey hunting book and they come away with quite a bit more it's got some really good reviews you keep talking about turkey and meat and potatoes you're making me hungry buddy yeah appreciate you you bet uh what are the early returns on turkey hunting season so far uh started yesterday so far the numbers are about 800 minus uh not including the youth hunt the, uh, the week before which was around about 1200 we're sitting at 800 yesterday or today and yesterday a lot of my friends got one. I was out all day, and I didn't hear a peep. It was as quiet as a library. Hmm. The place that I call St. Tom's Cathedral is a place where I've killed four turkeys over the years, and I believe it's been converted into a county library now because it's silent. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yep. How about that? Um, the word is the out. word is out. They know you're there. They know. They know I've been there anyway. They've mm-hmm. they've left. Yeah. Yeah. Where where do you like to go? Has there been a county or a particular area that's been good yeah, for you? I do most of my hunting in Grant County, about ten miles south of Benton, and about the same distance north of uh, Sheridan. Okay. And it's uh, it's a piece of lease land that I've been part of since 2009, and it's got some birds on it. And uh, for the most part, I've had it to myself for a number of years. But we have. A few other turkey hunters that have joined that club, and so now it's not quite so exclusive anymore. Turkeys And turkeys hear really well, I heard. Is that right? They hear really, really well. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example of uh, some years ago, I, was, I saw some so far in the distance on, a, on an electrical right-of-way that I had to use binoculars to make sure they weren't crows. There's just black dots out mm-hmm. there. And called to them and then got off. There wasn't any place to sit, really. There aren't any trees on the sides of those things, so I just got off in some brush with a little ground chair and about 45 minutes later a hen came in and poked her head right into where i was and looked at me from the distance that you and i are right now they're able to pinpoint that sound and and go right to it hmm. no matter what it is did she uh poke her head in any more brush the rest of her life no she you know you're not allowed to kill hens i was hoping she would bring a gobbler with her and uh. she did not but that's one thing that they'll do is uh, you can call to them and if a gobbler is around even in the morning, and he doesn't come to you, he remembers where you were. He may come in a couple of hours later, but he knows where you were, <laughs> and they will do that. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. But you have to be particularly quiet other than when They're, you're calling them? Not so much quiet as still. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of sounds in the woods. There's things out rustling leaves, and turkeys themselves make quite a bit of noise when they're walking around and doing their thing, and there's armadillos out. Now, there's a lot of noise in the woods, but you can't move around. They will see that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if I do well at that. That may not be my strong suit, because sitting still is not my best thing. Yeah, and if you're camoed up, they'll see the movement, and they won't really associate that with a human form. If you're dressed in, excuse me, <clears throat> if you're dressed in blue jeans and things like that, people do hunt that way successfully but you really have to be still if they if they can make out a human form if they if they associate that then they're out of there uh you know if they see movement they get spooked but they'll come back sometimes you know a lot of times they will okay what makes for the best call uh the best call the most uh uh, versatile one is just a a mouth diaphragm that you can put in your mouth and it's Mm -hmm. got a little piece of latex a couple of them, actually. They'll be cut into various forms. You make a lot of different sounds with them. Some are very raspy. Some are very high-pitched and shrill. Uh, I prefer a good raspy one to make the the cackles that the turkeys make, but you can also do feed calls with them. And you don't have to move your hands. That's all in the mouth. Mm. You, know, you have the box calls where you're scraping a lid across a box or a pot call where you're you're scraping a stick, a, you know, a, a striker across. A, those are great, but you're moving. And when a turkey gets in close, you know, you have to figure out a way mm. to eliminate that movement. That's where it all comes down with the, with the mouth thing. And there are people that can just do it with their throat, you know, with their, mm. with their vocal cords. Hats off to them. I can't. That's amazing. Yep. Do you practice that? I can't. I just can't do it. You, you've tried. Yeah, I have. <laughs> you kept trying and finally gave up. I gave up on it. But the, the, the diaphragm does a good job. You know, you can, you can, vary, uh, you can vary your pitch, you can vary your tone, your volume. If you need to project, you can do that. But if you need to be really, really quiet for a bird that's close, you can do that, too. Do you uh, practice your calls at home? I do. In okay. The, in the car, at home. How do you know if they're good or not? Uh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> when they talk like back. <laughs> right. That's, that's right. good. <laughs> it's ranking hunting feelings. Having a turkey respond to you, where does that rank? It absolutely, uh, it, it sends a jolt through you that it's hard to describe. It's almost like when you get a, a big bite on a line. There's just something that does to you. But the main thing is when they get close, 
there's there's a difference in the way they sound from a distance and a, and a difference with the way they sound when they're really up close there's a lot of bass in it you know mm-hmm. they project that through their diaphragm mm-hmm. they project that out and it's a it just turns your insides to jelly when you're when you're that close to one i mean you can feel the bass go through you and uh they'll do a spitting and drumming thing you know where they 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 go and you know one's really close then and uh you might not see him but he's there and all of that together and then when you finally see the, the you know him come out with the the fans spread out and his wings dragging the ground, you know, kicking up pine needles behind him, and they kind of do this pirouette dancing type of thing, and their heads are, they, they, they're able to do something with their heads that makes their heads turn red and blue. It's just the brightest thing that you can imagine, and, 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 and white on top of that. That's when they're really trying to attract a mate. And to see that up close from, from you know, half the distance of this room, it just, it just does something to you. What do you use to hunt turkey? Uh, as far as a gun? I, these days, I'm using a 20-gauge uh, semi-automatic. I'm using uh, three-inch shells loaded with a material called uh, tungsten super shot. And it's a very light, small pellet, about the size of number seven lead, but the density of it is much denser than lead. So okay. it, it's very lethal at a, at a, at a longer distance. What, what's, what, what's the distance you're comfortable at, max distance you're comfortable shooting at? Uh, you know, it's it's not really that I'm comfortable at it so much. It's just the the way I feel about it. I try to get them in my lap. Mm-hmm. It's just an accomplishment to me to get one as close as I can. Mm-hmm. The longest I've ever shot one was probably about 70 yards, and I didn't know it was that far. That was a couple of years ago. I just saw the bird. I thought it was closer because of the way the topography was. Shot it, rolled it. It was one-shot deal, and I quit counting steps at 70 hmm. i wouldn't ordinarily do that gotcha yeah interesting uh let's completely shift gears to another state and another type of uh activity and that's fishing i saw this story in the paper yesterday and it was about invasive carp and there are a couple things about this there are four species of invasive carp that are in this uh i guess it's in the mississippi river and they are hiring people to go out and try to wipe out these invasive carp First of all, I want to know how they got there. Also, I'm wondering who is doing this because it says there's a vendor that's contracting with commercial fish companies and is paying them seven to ten cents per pound for the invasive fish. And I'm like, I know times are tough. I don't know how many pounds they're going to get, but seven to ten cents a pound does not seem like much to me, Brian. Not a lot. That's not enough (laughs) incentive for me to do anything. Yeah, that's one of the reasons they're not having a whole lot of luck getting that done. And it's not just, I mean, that's all over, from really from uh, all of South Arkansas, I would say, is, is infested with these things. You can go down below Wilbur Mills Dam on the uh, Arkansas River there, for example, if you're trying to catfish. And the catfishing has just gone to pot there because of... The infl- you know, just the invasion of the carp. The carp are eating the food? Yeah, they're eating the plankton. They're, they're filter feeders and they're bottom feeders, so they're eating up everything that your forage base would eat. You know, the shad, the, uh, the, the bait fish that, you're, that your native game fish would depend on. The carp are, are eating all that up and just basically sterilizing, sterilizing the ecosystem. Uh, Kentucky has been fairly successful at Kentucky Lake with some incentives to have commercial fishermen re- get them out of there. That's one of the, the world's greatest bass fisheries and crappie fisheries, and the carp were in danger of just wiping it out. So Kentucky spent a lot of resources to get commercial fishermen in there to remove them from there, but we've got them all over this state, too, all through the White River National Wildlife Refuge, Cache River, all that. How they get there, and, and what do you do to effectively eliminate them or at least limit their numbers? Can't. You know, they got there. They How did Kentucky do it? Well, they put a lot of money into in one lake. Okay. Into getting them out with commercial fishermen and uh, lake is easier than river. Yeah, lake is easier than river because they migrate up. Arkansas Game and Fish Commission's done. They've they, they've taken some steps to. Uh, there's there's pretty extensive regulations on moving bait fish. For example, you can't go below Murray Lock and Dam, for example, with a cast net and get you uh, a tank full of shad and then take them out to Lake Washita to use for stripers uh, because of the possibility of, you know, getting some fingerling uh, carp in addition to the shad that you think mm. you're getting mm. and those getting out. And then the next thing you know, they're in Lake Washita and then they're moving up. They've taken some steps to keep that from happening here, but they migrate up river systems. They go through locks and they go through dams. But how they got here was just the way everything else does, imported somehow. 
They may have come in in the ballast tanks of some freighter in New Orleans that got dumped out. You know, uh, they may have come in just like the, like we were talking about through a bait fish uh, situation. Yeah, grass carp, for example, got here through the uh, through through a uh, you know through the commercial uh, uh, fish industry. Is there any good usage for carp? I do know people. There are people that eat them, but it's not a most popular fish or very popular. Yeah, not mainly because they're so hard to deal with. They're very bony. bony. They're they're, uh, they're pretty, you know, flaky, light tasting fish. They're just hard to deal with, and they're really bloody, and you know, they're just it's just not we. We're, Americans are conditioned to game fish, catfish, bass, crappie, walleye, things like that. Carp. Even though they're very popular to eat and catch around the world, they're not here. It's like soccer and football. Sure. We do one thing here. We don't really do another. Now, there's an analogy I can understand. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Can you tell me about this 100-pound uh, paddlefish that was caught? Yeah. Uh, don't have the details on that, but paddlefish, I remember the first time I saw one of those things. It was when I was 13 years old, and it was at Plum Bio, and uh, my uncle caught one. And, it's, you know, it's a, it looks, it's got the body kind of like a miniature shark. It's got this great big paddle on the front of it, and these things are filled with these sensory. Uh, they they use that to find stuff in the water, and they're very very valuable for uh, commercial caviar. That's what they're used for. The the fish itself is not all that great to eat, but the caviar is very valuable, hmm. and it's kind of replaced the beluga caviar around the world. So the paddlefish caviar industry in Arkansas and Oklahoma and Missouri and everywhere it's extremely valuable uh, uh, so anyway that that particular fish is a really good specimen how do you harvest the caviar uh, they they just cut them out I mean you're gonna kill that fish to get that you know and they just they just cut the uh, ovaries out and harvest the caviar how's the fish taste uh, never had one. Okay. <laughs> How's the caviar? I've never had that either. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really done caviar, I don't think. So, not cultured. Yeah. What do you want from me? Uh, we got to hit a break. Stick around. Let's talk uh, yeah. talk ticks. Ticks? There's a tease. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk ticks <laughs> on the other side with Brian Hendricks. As we end of the break, we're going to talk cars with our friends from Guadney Chevrolet. Our Kansans are working hard to bounce back from the recent storms, as you know. Many don't have homes and personal vehicles, unfortunately. A lot of those were destroyed in the storm as well. And a lot of times people won't have trades now because of it, but Guadney's here to help. They are paying your sales tax on all vehicles sold in the month of April, new or pre-owned. So if you need a vehicle, there's only one place to go. It is Guadney Chevrolet. That's the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Also, in addition to that, any resident of Pulaski, Cross, or Lono County will get an additional $1,000 rebate on any new Chevrolet if they have an active storm damage insurance claim on their current vehicle. So... Again, you're getting a little more for your buck, per usual, at Guadney Chevrolet. They take care of you on your trade, even when you don't have a trade at Guadney. Also offering 1.9% on new Equinox when financing with GM as a well-qualified buyer. And they're still doing 0% on 22 Silverados when financing with GM as a well-qualified buyer. So, taking care of storm victims and taking care of everybody with great financing options and sales tax paid, it's Guadney Chevrolet. You don't stay in business for 95 years unless you're doing something right. McGuire's Barbecue is still going strong after 95 years with delicious barbecue and all the fixings, plus their hand-rolled tamales. And Philip McGuire is still smoking meat and ribs. They're still offering their signature tamale spread, too. Visit their new location at 9219 Stagecoach Road in Little Rock. Still using the original McGuire's Barbecue sauce recipe from 1928. Stop in from 11 to 7 on weekdays and 11 to 8 on weekends. Roger Scott for Gravely Moors. Working hard once again, making sure my lawn is lush, weed-free, and beautiful. By working hard, I mean, of course, I'm watching Bradley Owens mow it for me. Bradley, tell the good folks hello. Well, hello. That's enough right there, my good man. Pay attention, you missed a spot. What he didn't tell you is that you can take your very own Gravely Moor home today at 0% interest over 48 months. That's right, 0% interest on both residential and commercial mowers. Now, Bradley, tell them where you can go get your very own Gravely Moor. Well, you can. I'll finish it for you at Chapel Hardware in Pine Bluff or Hoco Turf in Roland. Is your Oaklawn the sound of starting gates and pounding hooves? Is it the first sip of the perfect post-time Bloody Mary? Or maybe it's just Saturdays with lots of friends and zero cares. No matter what you love about live racing at Oaklawn, it's back and better than ever. With more race days, bigger purses, and the top thoroughbreds in the world, this season is like no other. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's turbo high output engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power, whether you're helping your friends move or just moving some of your friends. This, this is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to play, sing along, and enjoy the ride. And this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. It's Chevy truck season. Well-qualified buyers get 0% APR financing, plus make no monthly payments for 90 days on all Silverado 1500 pickups. Find new roads at your local Chevy dealer. Finance charges accrue from date of financing. 0% APR for 36 months. Monthly payment is $27.78 for every $1,000 you finance. Example down payment, 14.7%. Must finance with GM Financial. Down payment required at signing if applicable. Some customers may not qualify. Not available with lease and some other offers. Take new retail delivery by 5123. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. You're listening to the handsomest sports talk show in the natural state. Wait, are you sure this is right? Just go with it, Shots. Okay, okay. The Zone with Justin Inkry and Westmore in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is live. It is 11.57. We are just about out of time. Brian Hendricks has been uh, kind enough to come hang with us, and we appreciate McClard's Barbecue sponsoring the segment 95 years in. Uh, ticks have been around longer than that, Brian, and you got some tips on avoiding those if you're out and about. Yeah, the downside of doing anything in the woods this time of year, turkey hunting especially, is that you're going to be sitting in the grass probably or sitting among leaves and trees, and you're going to get them on you. So make it quick, you know. Uh, treat your clothes with uh, permethrin, you know, products called permanone or whatever. Uh, don't spray that stuff on your skin. It's not good, but treat your clothes. Let them dry. That, it will last as long as you don't wash those clothes. And, you know, turkey season at the end of the season, it's going to get kind of ripe. But... What will happen is the uh, ticks will crawl up on that. You, you can watch them. It just fries their nervous systems, and it'll, it'll, if they don't get off of you, they're going to die. And, uh, you know, I give myself credit for being the first case of Lyme disease in, in, the, in the state of Missouri. And it was from a tick I got when I was turkey hunting, I believe in 2003, 2004. Uh, you know, got it off. Uh, got the got the Lyme disease symptoms, but since I did not have it diagnosed with lab results and all that, the state of Missouri refused to uh, to acknowledge it. But I still say I'm the first. We'll go with that, right? Uh, buddy, I appreciate you. St. Tom's Cathedral is the book from our buddy Brian Hendricks. Check that out. And uh, happy hunting to you and everybody out there trying to bag a turkey. We appreciate you. We'll check you next week. Thank you. Good to uh, be here. All right. Top ten list for tax season coming up. Brian, you may want to skip the next segment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Seventy years ago, the king of American muscle cars, Chevrolet's Corvette, was born. Today, the Corvette Stingray is hotter than ever. This month at Saracen Casino, one lucky player will win a breathtaking Stingray. Play in April at Saracen and qualify to win a Corvette Stingray from Smart Chevrolet. Featuring all your favorite games and more, Saracen Casino is the only place